My name is Alex. And my name is Monique. We are the lead consent peer educators for Humber North and Lakeshore, as well as Guelph Humber campuses. In this episode of Salt and Sugar, we did a live stream on our internet. We talk about consent, what it is, how to know when it is given, and everything in between. Feel free to join the conversation online as you listen, and follow us on our Instagram, at Team to keep updated on when we post our podcast and what we'll be talking about next time. We hope you enjoy, and thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. I think we can get started now. I think so too. Mic check, mic check. Yep, it's working. <laughs> All right. So for those of you who uh, just joined um, and just got into this live, uh, this is our very first podcast of the winter 2021 semester that we're going to be continuing throughout. And it's called Salt and Sugar, and it's hosted by Monique and myself, I'm Alex, and uh, we're both the lead consent peer educators for the Lakeshore campus, Humber North, and Guelph Humber. So um, that is what we are going to be doing today. And um, to give you a little bit more background on why we chose to call this podcast Salt and Sugar is actually when we were trying to think of a title, we were kind of looking at poems and what could be possibly um, the main influence as to what could, uh, I guess, lead us in the right direction of what we were talking about um, each week or uh, each episode. So I actually found some uh, poems as I was doing this research with Monique to try and find the best title. And um, some of the poems um, don't have a known artist or a known um, writer for them but from this one is life is sugar and salt a beautiful balance of love and loss so uh, another one is don't make uh, don't mistake salt for sugar if he wants to be with you he will it's that simple Mm -hmm. Um, and another one that's quite long but um, essentially just talks about how their mother offered them a cube of sugar to what it looked like to them. And then once they put it in their mouth, it tasted like salt and it was salt. So it's knowing that you were going to get salt, let's say like in an abusive relationship, but then still hoping for sugar. So we were trying to think of something that could um, explain what we want to talk about each week. And many folks don't, re- don't really know or realize if they are in situations like what we are going to talk about throughout the weeks um, because of the lack of knowledge around consent and sexual violence, sexual assault. So therefore we thought of salt and sugar because both look identical to each other, but they only, you would know the difference between the way that they taste and our podcast will hopefully give you folks the ability to recognize the difference between when consent is given and when it is not and also between a healthy relationship and an unhealthy relationship so we want that title to stick with you folks throughout the rest of the episodes of the podcast and we will kind of reiterate the meaning of it each episode to help you Uh, remember what we are talking about each day Um, so yeah that's uh, a little rundown of what we we wanted uh, this podcast to be about we just wanted it to be super educational but also free-flowing so that's what we hope to accomplish today Uh, and uh, we'll get into it get into like the pleasure side of all this too which could be really yeah Exactly, exactly. So today the topic is consent because this week throughout the winter orientation we have different themes for each week and this week is consent. So that is going to be the main topic of uh, today and um, we're basically going to be talking about uh, what consent is, what it looks like, what are the different forms of consent can be given when it should not uh, be given or when you feel like it's not appropriate to. Um, And also some other facts about the legal system in terms of um, ages and consent in terms of that sense. Uh, So we're going to be talking a little bit more about that. So, yeah. 
I guess we could start off with what is consent, you know? I feel like we say that a lot in our fields. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, but really, like, what is consent? Like, if you were to, if somebody was about to be like, hey, what's consent, Alex? Like, how would you be like, explain? I think consent is just saying yes or no to somebody that wants to offer you something or wants to do something for you. Like, it's doesn't have to be, consent is not only for sexual activity yeah for everything right so uh scenario would be like uh let me let me think of one it's more like so oh like thanks for let me letting me borrow your car and mm -hmm. they're like yeah sure no problem and then the next week they're just like still using your car and they're like well you said i could borrow it and, and we're like no that was uh, said, a week ago on a, Monday, a week ago for a couple hours once, you know <laughs> so it's just like it's it's creating the the conversation of actually what um like also there's boundaries within consent so we're also going to be talking about that but what i mean is consent is when you are asking something from someone and they are giving their answer back to you in a clear manner mm -hmm. right so um, yeah, like I, my yeah. favorite thing to say when I'm describing consent is like there's no gray area so if you have to ask if what maybe then you probably don't have it you know or like you should do a bit more probing to see if it's like really there you know like mm -hmm. because like yeah body language is a great indicator to see if you can get consent but it is not how consent is given it's like verbal vocal all that great stuff like you know like so like i my favorite thing to say is like if you have to ask what if or should i or like you know like if you have to still ask those questions in your head before you go and you do something you don't have consent and you should probably get it you should definitely get it before you continue going forward in anything if you think there's if there's any gray areas you don't have consent like it's my favorite way of describing it yeah exactly so uh when we're talking about um consensual sex there is some sort of um debate where it can mean like only no means no that's not necessarily the case because sometimes it's between your body language and between you and that other person that you can sort of sense that they're <laughs> i'm back <laughs> um that you're not really into that moment mm -hmm. uh with that other person so you don't have to feel obligated to say yes you don't have to feel obligated to say no yeah um it's between you and the other person and setting those boundaries in terms of saying like are we gonna say yes to this or are we, is it just gonna be a different way that we're gonna ask each other um and this is our way of knowing that this is how i feel because sometimes people have a hard time saying their their true feelings and they need some other way to tell you Right, so if that I feel like that's maybe... why consent is so like like a daunting subject for a lot of people because ultimately it goes back to like you yourself as like the consenter and the consentee, right? Like you have to like be strong enough or confident enough within yourself to either ask for consent or let a person know that like they don't have it, right? Like so, I feel like because a lot of people aren't really true to themselves and what they want as an individual not as a collective or in a collective you know it, it makes it difficult for um them to vocalize their truth you know and then that's when things get muddy and gray areas happen and now it's a weird conversation and everyone's afraid to go to jail and it's like it's not like yeah. it doesn't always have to it doesn't it should never get there and it doesn't have to be there right you know but exactly. it comes back to being like true within yourself and like knowing like yourself and then having that confidence to to speak your your truth but that's like a learning thing that comes with life you know like unfortunately like i feel like when we were born and like we have it and then it's stripped away through life's various challenges and then we have to like spend that time like after childhood like regaining that back based off of what happened in that area for you Mm -hmm. exactly like Monique said earlier like consent is very cut and dry like it's not like you either have it or you don't right so um we're now going to talk about how consent can be given 
Um, so some examples would be, it can be vocal, um, so saying yes or no, or saying your answer to the other person that you're with. Um, it's continuous throughout the entire session. If you're uh, with that person, it's not going to be like, if I say, let's, I'm going to make it an example without it being sexual, because I feel like that's I like the car example you gave earlier. Actually. Yeah, like, that's a perfect example. Like, imagine a week later, somebody still has your car. And now you're on the bus. Excuse me. Like, no, that yeah, doesn't work out. Exactly. So continuous throughout. I mean, like, um, so let's say you ask someone, hey, uh, do you want to watch a movie with me and they're like oh yeah sure okay you decide on a movie you decide it's gonna be like pulp fiction and you're like okay sweet let's sit down we're watching this movie and like halfway through you're not really feeling it it's not for everyone so you're just like you know what I don't really feel like watching this movie anymore and then your friend is like no girl you said that you're watching this movie we're gonna watch it all the way through like no if you don't want to do something and if you feel like you don't want to continue you got to tell the other person how you feel because sometimes if you don't want to continue it's uncomfortable for you however you're feeling that consent needs to be continuous throughout it has to be known it has to be present so we want to make sure that uh when we're with our partner that we're saying how we're feeling and that we're making sure that it's always continuous mm -hmm. um another thing it's fun it's so fun like you don't have to make consent be a bad thing it's not something that people should be scared of right so like how many said yeah it's like going back to like you know like oh people like when you think of consent i feel like the next thought is automatically sexual assault or harassment or something like that you know because that's usually where the conversation goes but it's like it doesn't have to be all that we get into that conversation because there's the gray areas that people think are there but it's like it could be like fun like imagine a conversation you have with you and your significant other and like you know it's getting a little touchy-feely a little playful enjoying your time right you're gonna be like oh yeah can you continue that or that was fun or like can i kiss you again like and is it awkward then no so it's like why does it, that's what consent is at the end of the day it's a conversation you're having with somebody you want to do fun things with right so mm -hmm. exactly yeah so like it can be fun like how monique was saying like it can always be a good time if you're comfortable enough with that person you know so if you're with someone and you know you're having a good time and you know that you're comfortable in this situation it's easy to feel like you are able to say your opinion because you were comfortable with that person. You got to make sure that you're comfortable in yourself for you to be in this situation as well, like Wendy Ken mentioned. So always keep that in mind that it doesn't have to be this like ooh ah thing that we're all going to be have to be scared about. It doesn't because... have to be robotic. Like, can I sleep with you? Like, <laughs> or, or like, you know, it doesn't have to that if, if it is robotic, chances are maybe you should just leave that person alone. <laughs> mm -hmm. That's yeah. probably not the person you should be doing things with. Um, if you guys yeah. aren't able to be on that wavelength, you know? Exactly. Yeah. So when it when we're talking about how to ask for it, it doesn't always have to be like, can I have sex with you? Mm -hmm. It can be if you're feeling comfortable with the way that you want to say it perfect like go for it and but don't yeah. feel like it only has to be that way like even yeah. with like the act of sex right there's stages right like there's the flirtation there's the flirtis flirtatious vibes then there's like the foreplay then there's like the actual intercourse then there's like climax whatever like the stages are you could mix and mix them up so it's like you don't have to just automatically jump to oh like can i like have sex with you it's like if you guys are in a vibe and you know it's good it's like can I give you a back massage? Can I like, you know, and then from the back massage, it's like, all right, can I like, you know, like, and it doesn't always have to be can I, it's like just confirming that this person still likes it, you know, like, and again, like that's when body language comes into play. So you could like see if you like, a lot of people are like fearful of rejection. And, but it's like, if you really pay attention to um, the movements of people, like what was it? I don't quote me, but I'm pretty sure it's like either 75 or 85% of like communication is like body language or something like that. Right. So it's like, if you pay attention to a person's like how they're moving, how they're looking at you, how they're like, how close they want to inch to you and things like that. Like 
from there you could like ask for a consent verbally just to confirm that you have that right but it's like nine times out of ten body language tells on a lot of people you can tell if somebody's uncomfortable or if somebody wants this you know exactly yeah and it's a it's a lot of the time like we're we're scared to ask because of that fear of rejection like how you were saying like we're scared to be rejected like yes of course sometimes it doesn't feel good to you know Mm -hmm. have no said to you right and you know if you feel that that influenced you like emotionally and then you feel like you got upset from that then maybe we need to start to rethink about how we react to somebody's um, feelings because we can't say that you know I'm open with you I am I am here for you I am always going to be you know okay with whatever you want to do great you got to stick to that too it can't just be like you know once they say no or I'm not comfortable with continuing then you got to respect their decision because that's how they feel. And you just got to make sure that they feel safe and that you're feeling comfortable as well in that moment. Mm -hmm. So we want to make sure that there should literally be classes on like how to deal with rejection because like some people go into a cave and like, you know, never want to come out and like, you know, like get all shy and stuff like that. And then some people like, it's just aggressive. And then that's when you get like those like cases of like, you know harassment and stuff like that and it's like i feel like there should be like same way we have like bitv and like consent 101 i'm just like how to deal with rejection 101 (laughs) exactly yeah i i don't know it's like it's one of i you can tell it's like a lot of people's biggest fears but it's like once you realize life is like a series of rejections (laughs) it kind of gets easier maybe that's just me but yeah yeah No, I definitely feel that because, um, you know, a lot of people tend to think that they don't really want that question to be there because of that fear of rejection, right? They don't want to ask because they're afraid of being rejected. So then they never ask. And then it never ends up happening. And they're like, did I want this? Did I ask? You know, and then there's this feeling of like, ooh, I don't know. And then you get into those sticky parts where you're just not sure about what happened. And or even with the fear of like asking part, some people are so afraid to ask or go after what they want that it's like they just accept what's in front of them. And sometimes what's in front of them is an abusive partner and a, and a not in a toxic relationship. And it's like, mm-hmm. no, like you could go, especially like women, like if more women were more like confident to go out into the world and like go after what they wanted instead of what comes to them, I feel like it'd be a major difference because like, I feel like obviously women will get rejected too. Everyone gets rejected, but I feel like it would be less (laughs) Um, just because, you know, like that's just my opinion, (laughs) but yeah, no, but there's also the stigma around like how women tend to, feel like they can't ask Mm -hmm. right it always has to be like in a straight relationship they always feel like the guy needs to ask yeah right we're talking about straight relationships yeah exactly when it's when it's something that's in a um in another relationship like a gay bi um lesbian relationship i feel like since they both know each other it's a lot easier to ask for consent that way Mm -hmm. because you are you know that there's a similar I feel like that um, gets stigma. into gender roles. You're making a point right there, to be honest. You know? Yeah. So it, it's definitely, like, I see it more in straight relationships than mm-hmm. um, LGBTQ plus relationships because they are comfortable in themselves. Mm-hmm. They, they have come out and said that this is me. This is how I feel. Mm-hmm. I know myself. Yeah. Where it's in straight relationships, there's not really, like, Yeah. The straight that. community, we need some work. Okay, we need some help from the LGBTQ plus community on how to live freely because there is a lot of like straight individuals who are just dead set on following this gender normative path that has been set for them. And it's like, you could be a woman and be dominant and submissive at the same time. You don't have to choose and don't let society tell you to choose. And it's like, it's crazy how it's, kind of harder to say that now especially with like social media and stuff like that where it should be easier and for some people it is but it's like 
now it's like because social media is such a big thing and everybody's like trying to fit into whatever is like hot at the moment it's like kind of like it's difficult to kind of find your own way in that you know and mm-hmm. then like you kind of just yeah. get you get trapped into the updated version of the gender norms is what i'm finding mm-hmm. you know like yeah there's definitely like this this i don't know this feeling when you're with somebody that you feel comfortable with and you're ready to do this and you're ready to you know go into whatever you're about to do mm-hmm. And then once you're in it, you're just like, oh, I don't know about this. Yeah. You know, and it's, it's, we need to, you know, feel comfortable in ourselves to say our feelings. Exactly. It's totally okay that you feel that way. Like, if you don't want to continue, if you feel uncomfortable, it's totally okay to say how you're feeling and say that you don't want to continue. And, um, I feel like with when we're talking about more in terms of uh, when consent can be given, there's also this being sober, being conscious, being between peers and being clear. So what I mean between sober and conscious is another example. I'm not going to relate it to sexual, mm-hmm. um, but when let's say somebody is like, you know, feeling a little bit tipsy they're drinking a little bit and they're talking to their friend they're saying you know what I really want a tattoo I I really really want one I think it'd be so cool I think it'd be awesome uh and like I don't know what I would get but like I just want one right Mm -hmm. and then they end up like falling asleep and for some reason your friend decided to take you to a tattoo shop and be like okay that she wanted one right there you wanted one and then he wakes up and he's like, why do I have this, like, smiley face yes. on, my, on my arm right over here? And it's just like, well, you said you wanted a tattoo. And they're like, well, I wanted a tattoo uh, when, I was, when I would be sober. I also wanted conscious. five more shots. <laughs> Did you get that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just like, I wanted the tattoo when I was sober and conscious, when I knew what was going on, mm-hmm. so that I know what I'm getting, so that I know what's on my body forever. You it's know, hard so around the sober conversation, though, I find because it's like a lot of these times where we're even talking about giving consents, like, and all this kind of stuff. It's like you meet this person in the club, or like it was like when you're out, you're drinking with your friends. Like, it's like to a point where it's like, who doesn't drink? At the, like, not say that there's not people who are sober or who are recovered and things like that, obviously. But it's like people. Like, that's a major part of social outings, drinking, like, substances and things like that. So it's, like, how do we move around that if we're at a party and there's drinking and, like, we see somebody that we clearly like and, like, it's definitely a hookup situation, but there's clearly alcohol involved. It's, like, what do we do then? Like, how do we get around that? Mm-hmm. Exactly. And I feel like uh, when we're talking about consent in um, a relationship and when we're talking about consent when you're single Mm -hmm. and um there's totally like a big big difference because when you're single still needed in both um, areas but it's different ways to go about it for sure a hundred percent yeah and uh for when you're single there isn't really an opportunity for you to discuss with that person let's say like like you're at a club Mm -hmm. and you've been drinking and you've been doing this you went to the club with your friends and you meet this person and you're like wow they seem really cool Mm -hmm. like okay we consented to kissing and then we consented to moving down the body and like other kind of stuff like that and then they decide oh do you want to come over Mm -hmm. do you want to come and do this you have to be in control of yourself and when you are in that situation you gotta always be with friends make sure i know it's covid right now but like mm-hmm. whatever we're just we'll be back out in the world but... soon i have high hopes okay so exactly for future reference all right future reference <laughs> but if this ever like this still happens now because of online dating right because of COVID-19 what's happening right now oh, there's still, still things dating. like that in the people situation are still very yeah. much dating. people are still doing this like it's also the consent of like when you're on tinder and you're just like mm-hmm. hey uh do you want to come over well do we consent to going past the lockdown orders do we consent to like disobeying them you know we there's also that that comes in you know what i like though like i'm 
recently single so i'm like on like those some of those dating apps and stuff and like i'm finding a lot more men on there are like uh very cautious and like conscious about like consent and stuff like even like when we discuss potentially meeting up or whatever it's like the alcohol discussion never comes so there's even one gentleman who's just like oh like yeah um if you do drink we can hang out and we'll have a good time but like it's not we can't do anything like you know like sexual and stuff like that and i'm like oh like this is new <laughs> like it was almost like this is what's expected but because it's so rare it's like you said what, <laughs> what? Like, excuse huh? me <laughs> um yeah so like we have to think about um it's just like drinking and driving like do you want to drink and then get in your car and then possibly have someone either yourself or somebody else get hurt because of your actions like it's the same sort of thing but to different extents I mean like still being aware of what you're doing should we you know about, because like, the differences in like consent in a relationship consent when you're single like what, they, what that looks like because yeah, I, like, I, I don't know if you're coming I'm sorry yeah <laughs> <laughs> no I'm in a relationship yeah okay I wanted you to say it <laughs> no I'm in a relationship yeah um but like I would say like for consent in a relationship um it's it's definitely different from when you're single. Yeah, for sure. 100% different. Um, so what does it look like in a relationship? When you're in a relationship, it's... How do I describe this? So like I said before, you're kind of deciding between that person how you want to mm -hmm. go about doing things. So I'm going to give the example of, let's say we're going to a party. Yeah. We're going to a party together, and we both decide that we want to drink. We both decide that that's a conscious decision that we're going to make when we are sober. Mm -hmm. And in my personal experience and in my personal opinion, I think that you should discuss with your partner before you decide to do something. So you can't like plan it out, obviously. But I mean, if you are deciding to drink and you are saying that, you know, we're having a good time together and we are enjoying ourselves and we want to be in this moment it's okay because we are both consenting to each other that if the, if we get we are having a good time we are deciding that we want to possibly uh let's say engage in sexual activities later on mm -hmm. like we still want there to be consent in that moment because let's say like we're just tipsy and we're fine we can give it consent i think it's possible to say to your partner like if we engage in this activity because we were having fun yeah don't think of it as if like um we we didn't want to or like obviously if I felt that way during it I would definitely say it and I would say like eh, you know what I am drunk I don't really feel like this is good yeah. you know like I don't feel like it's gonna be um that meaningful to me because I wanted to be within that relationship I wanted to be meaningful I wanted to be with that person and in that moment so when I'm tipsy or drunk I don't know if I feel the same way right. so we just I have to have drunk that discussion sex is that good I don't even know if we can talk about that but <laughs> I'm just gonna put I that mean, out there <laughs> I mean there's there's differences I mean like I'm also bisexual so when I was single I, it's just like when I was single I I haven't engaged in any sexual activity with anyone, but I have had consensual, um, uh, I guess, experiences with, with someone in terms of just kissing. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, that, is, that needs to be there, right? So we're right. saying, I consent to this. I consent to, you know, is this okay with you? Can we continue? Like, I felt more comfortable when I was single to talk to... Um, to a woman or to a man when I was single because I felt comfortable myself, right? Like I felt more comfortable in the way that I was portraying myself to other people. So then I felt totally okay with asking for consent. And I felt like I was more of the dominant person between the two of us. Yeah. So I would say like, is this okay? I And if they aren't okay with it, like that's totally fine. Mm -hmm. And then in a relationship, it's totally different as well where I feel more submissive in a way it's just like I feel like I need to be asked yeah and it's really strange but sometimes I also feel like you know what I feel like I want to ask this can we do this yeah you take turns being like this? dominant and then submissive like you know like I don't think uh, yeah 
I don't think sex is linear like that. Like, you know, like you switch it no. up. Like, you yeah. know, it depends on the mood, the moment. Exactly. Feeling. Exactly. And I also mentioned like between peers and also um, when I'm talking about that, it also needs to, we need to think about workplaces as well. So you can't take things, let's say like your boss comes to you and says, I will give you a raise if you have sex with me that's a no lawsuit (laughs) no police because he is forcing you or she is forcing you to engage in the sexual activity that you don't want to be a part of essentially like if you don't want to be a part of it then just give hr that's not call yeah (laughs) hr Mm -hmm. hi (laughs) they're your Um, friends So that's what I mean between peers. Like it needs to be um, given in a free manner. It can't be given in terms of a threat or anything like that. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, and when we're talking about also in relationships, it's the same thing. Just because you're in a relationship does not mean that you get sex all the time. Yeah, it like, does not mean that you continue in a for three months, three years, three decades. It's like yeah, you don't just yeah, roll over and do what it, you want to do to me. That's not how we it does not matter. Yeah, and it's like the example that I gave with the car. It's like just because you got it this week does not mean that you get it next week. Okay. Like. Right, it's not that I'm like being mean, and you've got to fill up the tank before you can drive it. You know, you got to flirt, you got to set the mood, you have to see if that's something that I'd even want. You can't just like jump into it, right? You know, yes, we can't drive on E out here, that's not how we do it, (laughs) exactly. And I was actually watching the TikTok today, but there's actually a lot of educational things on TikTok. So I was able to find this woman who I believe is a sexual, um, is a sex educator. So she talks about uh, relationships and she talks about consent and she also talks about like sex in the moment. Mm -hmm. Um, And she said, women tend to feel uh, they need to have a more emotional connection before they even engage in sexual activity. And they need to feel like they are in that moment. With some, that women, some women. Some well, women. Some women. You can even yeah, go she, ahead and say most women if you really want. Yeah. Definitely not. Most women, she said, most women, um, like generally she noticed it in women more. And this can also happen in men. Not saying that it doesn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just that it, she found it due to her research that women seem to find it um, that they want to have sex when they are in an emotional connection that with that is, person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And usually because women give um, a lot of their efforts to other people, you know, they tend to stress like a little bit more. Cultures, some. Yeah. yeah, there tends to be a lot more stress on us sometimes and there tends to be a lot of things on our mind. So that emotional connection can also be taken up already. So we don't feel like we can get in the mood mm-hmm. with our emotions already being taken up by stress and other things like that. So she knows preach, preach preach. she mentioned that on TikTok and I was like, wow. <laughs> That's a, that's a really good point that's i never me. thought that like i knew that we were emotional yeah i knew that we were like you know not to say that men aren't emotional either they can be emotional but like also, noticing for like, myself sometimes men like can't like perform or get in the mood too because like they're stressed like i know a lot of men personally where it's like if they don't have a certain amount of money in their bank account they're not sleeping with anybody <laughs> like they are yeah. they can't focus like you know yeah and it's just like like just in my personal experience I feel the same way it's just like I am stressed a lot and don't (laughs) get me wrong that little activity over there could be a nice little stress reliever but like you have to be in a good space for it to be that like or it's just gonna be forced and weird and exactly like I want it to be meaningful and I don't want to take out like my emotions through that Mm -hmm. that's just me personally um and i feel like a more connection uh a better connection i have with that person is when i am you know in the moment i feel like a good emotional state yeah right i'm in an i'm in a good emotional setting with that person i feel okay with doing it um and i feel safe and comfortable Mm -hmm. right and that's in any situation not just in my relationship now but like anytime anytime (laughs) so um that's that's what i that's what i want to mention like it doesn't matter if you're in a short-term or long-term relationship consent needs to be given consent is there consent is active consent is ongoing 
so can't stop long conversation (laughs) (laughs) long conversation but that's essentially like to put consent in that chill somebody's asking you to do something and you're like yes or no yeah right pretty much um not a long question i'm sorry but if you do have any questions, feel free to comment down below. Yeah, let us know if you, you agree. Let us know if you have, like, your own personal, like, way you describe, like, consent. Let us know if you think there is a difference between consent in a relationship and consent out of a relationship. Or does it look the same? Like, you know, because at the end of the day, this is our educated opinion, but nonetheless an opinion. So it's, like, feel free to share yours with us, too. Yeah? Yeah, like consent is the same in a relationship and when you're single. Consent is the same. But sometimes it can be different when you're in a relationship because you're deciding between that person exactly. with your partner. The way that I want to ask, the way that I want to respond, the way that we can decide to do this together. Whereas when you're single, you don't have that like connection with that person yet, right? You're just meeting them or um, it's the second time or third time that you're spending time with them. So, you know, it's it's a different way to ask but consent needs to still be there so yeah always and forever (laughs) so uh next like how we said at the start that we're going to be talking about like ages of consent and what is uh known based on um the legal terms in canada Mm -hmm. so um when we talk about this 12 to 13 years of age can consent to sexual activity of the partner is less than two years older. So 12 to 13 can consent. Less than two years older. Let's make less that a highlight. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And then 14 to 15 can consent to sexual activity if their partner is less than five years older. Mm-hmm. Um. And, uh, and when we talk about this, I feel like people would be like, what? I thought, like, they weren't allowed to say anything. She's like, well, They're human now too. you know They're that. People like, too. And honestly, it's like your upbringing, right? Like, I feel like a 15-year-old in Canada looks very different from a 15, not, not look, like, looks, is very different in terms of their mannerisms and their, um, mental growth than a 15-year-old, like, that was raised in, like, some part of like Africa, you know, like the 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 traditions and the things over there are different. Like you know, the the learning structures are different, and they sometimes life hits you like quicker. So it's like they mm-hmm. they should be able to have their own control over their own life if they're if they've been in control of it their entire their their entire being, right? But it's like mm-hmm. at the same time, that doesn't mean that like after a certain age, like I don't care what anybody says, that's manipulation. I'm sorry, like you know yeah and yeah there's definitely differences between ages and consent worldwide Mm -hmm. like this is just in canada but worldwide there's a lot of differences because of the way um different countries have um their laws set so 12 to 13 like they might not actually be able to do engage in anything Mm -hmm. um but here in canada we decide that 12 to 13 and 14 to 15 can consent but only if um, two years older or five years older for 14 to 15 and 12 to 13 for two years. For 16 to 17, they can consent, but not to someone in a position of authority or hierarchy. So like we mentioned earlier when I said that um, if if your boss was to come up to you and say like, oh, I will give you a raise if you um, have sex with me, otherwise you're fired kind of thing. That is not like consent like that's not asking for consent that's threatening and um 16 17 can consent when it's mutual. or it's sometimes it's not even like that bold like sometimes it's like dead ass like coercion you know like it's literally like Mm -hmm. they know you want this raise and they see that you've been working really hard to get it but it's like they keep hinting at sexual pleasures or things like that um, mm-hmm. to be like, you know, like, yeah, I seen that you like handed that in on time, but like, imagine if you blah, blah, blah goes into sexual stuff. And then like, you know, like it, it could be things like that. They could like play with your emotions that way. So like in their mm-hmm. mind, they feel good because they didn't necessarily ask for it, but it's like, you still use your power and your privilege over somebody else to 
let them sort of make that decision themselves like you know like exactly yeah so um like Monique said it could be like even in between um your college prof you know like if uh you're you're begging to have more time on this assignment or whatever it may be or you're saying like oh I've been working really hard is it possible if I can get a grade point or two up and they're like well you know Mm -hmm. I wouldn't normally do this but like how about this and it's just like no you're you're using your position of authority to threaten them into getting what they want right Mm -hmm. because then they're going to say to themselves well I really want this grade like you know it bumps up my average or like I really want this raise because you know it's been really hard to pay my bills so you're threatening them into a place where they can't really make a decision for themselves as to what they actually want to do with you they aren't consenting to that sexual activity they're they're saying to themselves like yes I want this raise yes I want this grade Mm -hmm. yes I want this average but that person's a go-getter at the end of the day and it's like you're using that that spirit that energy that they have to get what they want to get what you want and that's mm-hmm. messed up exactly and also uh the word rape is no longer a legal term in canada and so now we use sexual assault sexual violence uh things like that um because it, it to to be honest in my personal opinion i think it's a really harsh word um it can really have an effect on people like yeah well in the ear you know it's like well exactly yeah like i don't know what it is but like now that like i don't know i don't know what it is but like now that i play video games and i don't want to say this because i'm a girl but because i'm a girl I play video games and I say uh, what's happening or I say like I give tips or whatever I communicate with my team Mm -hmm. whatever sometimes team can be really toxic really toxic you know and uh, they can be toxic to other people I've just noticed this since I've been playing and Mm -hmm. it's happened to me and I don't think it's because I'm a girl but sometimes they say a lot of things to me that's directed at me because I'm a girl Mm -hmm. Um, and I don't think it doesn't happen to guys too a lot of guys say a lot of toxic things. Yeah, one day we're going to talk about the the language around sports and games and stuff like that because it gets crazy. It really does. It get it gets yeah. really crazy, mm-hmm. and it's just like some words. I'm I just can't believe that people say. Yeah, right. it's and, like some things. It's like and, okay, this is really just game. Like you know, like you're not even getting paid millions for this. And the people who do get paid millions for this, they get kicked out of their leagues and their games for using such profanity. So it's like exactly. It's just like with with that you can't like on gaming and when you're playing, it's just like they are behind the screen. Mm-hmm. Right. They the feel like they can part. say anything they want. They have this fake game tag, like they don't use their real name and stuff like that. So they feel like, yes, I can I can say whatever I want. No, you can't. No. Okay. No, they no, can't. <laughs> because it, it <laughs> does affect people. Like I just want people to know, like, don't ever say those things to people. And we're talking about like profanity and a lot of sh- and a lot of stuff that's like not someone's good. like just took in the mice or fake you thought this was my real hand? okay (laughs) (laughs) but um yeah it's just like we have to recognize some things that some words can affect people in certain ways and um that that term is no longer used in canada um in the legal system so um we use sexual assault we use sexual violence and things like that when it's an illegal um case or whether that be like it's not it's not a legal term anymore um because it can be degrading to some folks it can be uh very uh hurtful to hear sometimes Mm -hmm. it's and um, very triggering to somebody who's gone through uh sexual assault harassment any of that like it's like it's just i don't know it's it's not like i said it doesn't sit well in the ears and neither does the act obviously but it's just not a good reminder of anything you know exactly yeah and um now that we have kind of talked about what consent is and what it looks like in different forms and in different relationships um we want to talk now about some scenarios 
So when we talk about scenarios, um, some of the scenarios that, that we've already given is the one with the car and saying that you can't like use it every week. I, I really like that one. One's like, how, like I feel like there's no way to not understand that one. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's a simple way to understand consent. Mm-hmm. Very simple way because consent is not like it's like you said in the start. It's not a gray area, mm-hmm. right? It's it's um, very black and white. You either have it or you don't, right? So um, multiple just because you've done something not short yeah. answer. Okay. Yeah, and just because you've done something once does not mean that you can do it or that you have permission to do it again, right? So uh, we're going to talk about maybe one scenario or so because we are uh, running out of time, but I'm just going to list one from the Growing and Developing Healthy Relationships uh, resource. It's a teaching resource. So they have a bunch of these scenarios that I've looked at. And uh, you can either answer in the comments as to what uh, you think this is. And um, and if you think there is consent and things like that. So uh, here's one scenario. So Brody and Maya meet at the school disco. They're having fun telling jokes and talking about movies they have both seen recently. Brody reaches over to kiss Maya. Maya enjoys it. Brody then starts to touch Maya. Maya does does like it for a little while, and then she starts feeling a little uncomfortable and unsure. She tells Brody she doesn't want to go any further right now. Brody ignores her and continues. Is that consent? Is it consent? I want to see if we have some comments. Let me know. Thumbs up if it's consent. Thumbs down if it's not. Is it consensual? Does Brody have the green light? Should he have taken it? Let's not let us know real quick, please. And thank you. No, we got a no from Maria. Maria knows what she's talking about. We got a no from OTX Andre. Andre, you're out here. We got Brody done messed up. Y'all some poets in these comments. Yes. <laughs> he absolutely did not have consent. No way, no how. Because she did say that Maya said that she was starting to feel uncomfortable and unsure. She tells Brody that she doesn't want to go any further. And Brody just like, was like, no, I'm going to do what I want. That's not consent. Yes, I gave you consent at the start. I told you that I enjoyed it. But right now, it doesn't feel that great. And I, I don't want to continue. Yeah. Right. So like how we just said from that driving example from driving your car just because you got permission once does not mean that you can do it again and that can be within the same few seconds of each other just because i said yes to you kissing me does not mean that you continue Mm -hmm. if i haven't said my like my feelings right so it needs to be continuous and is it okay to withdraw your consent Absolutely. Yes. yes, it is. It's totally okay. Positive. Totally. Totally okay to withdraw your consent. Any way is, it okay? is to say yes, that. <laughs> like, absolutely. Exactly. Yeah. And is it okay to consent to some things and not others? Yes. Yes. You could really enjoy. I personally like kissing more than I actually like sex. Like, unless, like, the mood's right. But, like, I personally will, I could kiss all day long and then like maybe never get sex. So, you know, it's like, it's what you like as an individual. Like you don't have mm-hmm. to go all the way because like you're trying to make somebody else feel comfortable. That is not up to you. That is between them and their God. Okay. Yeah. And <laughs> but, sometimes like you can say yes to kissing and then say yeah, and say no to oral. Mm-hmm. Like it depends on the situation. Like, Depending on what you folks decided to do with your partner, then that is between you two. And then you decide what you want to do and what you don't want to do. Mm-hmm. And will this be a good experience for the both of them? So between Brody and Maya, will this be a good experience as they continue? Let us know your answer, but I'm just going to go right ahead and say no for the time factor, you know? But I think yes. I think we all know here. This is a crowd of very well educated people, I can tell. So. <laughs> yeah. So um 
that maybe for like one more scenario or what do you think yeah sure i can do one more scenario for sure uh let's see all right so jack and yes yes i'm clapping for you (laughs) jack and jess have been going out for a couple of months now jack tells jess he will dump her if she does not have sex with him tonight he is sick of waiting Jess is afraid of losing him and agrees to have sex with him. Is this consent? Is that consensual? Was it, was it really? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> was it really though? Really? Um, so if you want to comment and, um, and say yes or no. Yeah, let us know if that was consensual, you know? Like, I, I mean, technically that. she made the decision, right? Right? Am I right mm-hmm. or am I wrong? Mm-hmm. yes she didn't make that she agrees to have sex with him but there was a threat in there there was like we said earlier there's a threat in there jack tells jess he will dump her if she does not have sex with him tonight because he's sick of waiting yeah well sweetie gotta wait all right <laughs> if you're not comfortable with waiting it's a good I'm thing sorry. she did not ask you what you were sick of <laughs> it's a real right. good thing like, well. and how do you think jess feels horrible and like that's how like coercion works like it doesn't necessarily have to be a position of authority or a position of privilege like power over somebody is power of somebody he knows at the end of the day jess is head over heels for him so it's like he's throwing this out here because he he knows her emotions well enough to know that like she doesn't make she doesn't want to have sex but she doesn't want to lose him that's a position of power over somebody that's coercion for sure verbal yes Mm -hmm. but circumstantial I would say no because of the pressure and threat. You would be right if you said no. So snap, snaps for you. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, the next question is, do you think that coercion like this indicates a mutually respectful relationship? That's a good question. Absolutely not. (laughs) It does not indicate a mutually respective relationship because it wasn't mutual. Yes, she said yes to it, but only because she felt coerced into yeah, saying it. Because she felt forced you know? she so, going to lose something or someone very important to her. Dude. Yeah, and then they're just going to stay in this relationship. Mm-hmm. She's going to feel that gonna... if I don't have sex with him. And th- those types yeah, of relationships go from bad to worse so easily. Like, one of my favorite sayings is if you let a person slide, they start ice skating. And that guy's going to ice skate figure eight all over Jess if, like, that's a continuous relationship for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And how can a person who feels pressured manage the situation? Mm, that's you got to feel confident. Yeah. Got to feel confident in yourself and say to yourself, you know what? If this is the way that you feel, then I'm sorry. Or don't even say sorry. Yeah. This is the way that you feel, then that's the way that you feel, honey. That's just what it yeah, is. Yeah, that's the way that you feel. Yeah. It all I goes back to, like, to wait. your inner self, you know, doing that, like, confidence building, that healing, that meditation, that, that praying, that, like, whatever your way to self-realization and actualization is, it's that. Because... It doesn't matter what you're trying to do. If it's, you're trying to say no to something, if you're trying to say yes to something, if you're trying to go after a job, if you have like, if you're trying to make new friends, trying to build new connections, it's all about that self-confidence to go after what you want, say what you want or say what you don't want, you know? Like, and like, mm-hmm. unfortunately, there are situations where you do that and like you still get caught in a situation that is unforeseeable to, you know, like what you thought would happen after standing your ground. But like, that's a situation there's different avenues for when that situation happens we're trying to put the focus on before you even get there having having the confidence enough to be like nah that's not me so if you can't get down with that then you know how you got inside here take that way out like you know like literally exactly yeah you said it all like honestly if you 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 gotta feel confident in yourself you gotta feel confident in yourself to essentially say that this is the way that I feel and I'm going to respect myself by saying I'm going to leave this relationship Mm -hmm. because if you don't respect my choices and my feelings then I'm going to find somebody who does because you got to feel respected you got to feel like that there's trust in the relationship comfortable Mm -hmm. you know 
comfortableness within your relationship in order to feel like if I want to have sex with this person, I am ready to. Yeah. I am ready to do this with this person. You shouldn't feel coerced into doing it. No. Right. There needs to be that mutual respect in that relationship. Right. So. Absolutely. Ah, yeah. uh, we have one minute left. I'm having such a great conversation. A good time. <laughs> but, but there is going to be a next episode. <gasps> That's all. Oh my god, there's gonna be a new episode. <laughs> so tell them Shocking. our schedule. Let them know how we plan to execute this. So, let me tell y'all. Let her okay. tell you. Let me tell you how this is going to happen. So our podcast is going to function uh, once a month. Uh, and um, the next time that we are having a podcast, um, it's going to be in February later on. It's always going to be on a Wednesday. It's always, always going to be on a hump day. Get it? On a Wednesday. And um, as of right now, we aren't confirmed as to what day it's going to be and to what time, but there is going to be one in February mm -hmm. and most likely in the third or fourth week of February. Mm -hmm. So when it comes closer to that time, you'll see us posting, you'll see us um, coming out with our new episode um, and you'll be sure to see it on our social media and on our stories. So if you haven't followed us yet, follow us so that you are notified when mm -hmm. we post another one also um, we do have a favor to ask of you sorry we do have a favor to ask of you guys so we will be putting up like different types of questions like the one that was on our story yesterday pretty much about relating to the topics that we'll be talking about and please feel free to answer those questions give us your feedback if you have questions or topics you want us to talk about or like things like that or even a scenario that you'd like us to like kind of go over and things like that we are open to any and all ideas, so send them our way. And, like, if you'd like a shout-out, we can do that as well. If you want to stay anonymous, that's a thing, too. But, yeah, we definitely just want to keep you guys engaged. And the only way we can do that is if you let us know how. You can, if you give us the consent to tell us how we should do that for you. See what I did? Th you see what I did there. So. There <laughs> yeah, so feel free to, even if um, there isn't like a post up on our story, feel free to DM us anytime mm -hmm. if you have any questions or you want us to talk about something on our next podcast. Because um, it is an hour long. We can't, like, consent is a big topic. So we were able to put this chunk of time towards consent. So if you uh, want us to talk about more in depth on relationships, if you want us to talk about more in depth on single, single peeps, we know you're out there. So um, if you want us to talk about that, then let us know anything. Uh, if you have any ideas, then for, for sure, comment them down below now or DM us. And it should be uh, when we post the Ask Us Anything, it should be uh, a week or two before we actually start our next podcast episode. Mm -hmm. So once you see that, you know, it's coming. So there you go. And uh, feel free to also check out our other events happening uh, this month and next month. Uh, we're having um, a what's the tea event happening on the 28th of January at 3 p.m. And then we relationship also stuff, you know. Yes, dating and relationships uh, during COVID nineteen. Yeah. So that's specific to COVID nineteen. Mm -hmm. And then on the twenty seventh, which is next Wednesday, a week from now, we are having an event called Let's Get Physical. Let's get physical. Um, so that is gonna be on um healthy relationships as well. And we're going to be talking about a healthy relationship with yourself, healthy relationships with a partner. Wow, we work out. <laughs> it's gonna be great. And then, and then, and then, and then, <laughs> and then there's another one. And then there's one on February fifth, which is a Friday at seven p.m. There's something happening. See, I'm not gonna tell you yet, but there's something happening. 
We have Where's some him? good stuff in store for you, honeys. Okay. No, that's why you gotta follow. Now, that's why you gotta follow. Just keep up with us, okay? Yes, and be sure to um, follow me too. This is my personal Instagram, but you don't have to. I'm just here. But, you know, if you want to follow me, you can. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, so if you want to follow uh, the CPAP Instagram, go for it, 100%. Check out our website. Also, uh, we have a lot of upcoming events. Uh, and I hope all of you can come because they're just going to be great. Mm-hmm. So excited that Monique and I have been working really hard to do these. So really appreciate it if you come and give us your comments about how this first podcast was yeah how it was for you oh give us your tips and tricks please and thank you 